Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Carnal Urges, the second book in J.T. Geisinger's Queens and Monsters series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please write and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And of course, a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. As usual, we love you guys. We love you guys. Yes. All right. So <laughs> I feel I felt like such a dummy. Yeah, you felt like, when, you felt like a big loser. Julia, when Juliet told me this. <laughs> Literally last night, okay? Yeah. Literally last night. And how long has um it been uh, out? The well, trailer? days. So in Romance okay. Landia, that yeah, feels like yeah. weeks. Exactly. Yeah. But, so I'm not as in touch with <laughs> Instagram and YouTube right now just because school's so busy. But um Julia just messaged me last night and she was like, oh my goodness, you know what we need to talk about tomorrow when we record the podcast? We need to talk about the hating game trailer. And I'm like, it's out? What? <laughs> You're like, huh? <laughs> I haven't seen I it. I I haven't seen that <laughs> yet. I'm like, oh my God. And then I went on YouTube and it was like two days ago. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, two days in romance world is I like didn't. an eon. I, I was so behind the time. So <laughs> Yeah, um, so let's talk. So what are your thoughts about character casting? Okay, so casting, I think that looks-wise, yeah. I really like the casting. Yeah. Actually, so they had somebody else cast as Josh before, mm-hmm. and I actually prefer the looks of this guy better to uh-huh. Josh. Um, so I think that they cast it pretty spot-on. I really like Lucy Hale for Lucy. I like, I think that she's a spot-on. And she's so short, too. So it's she's like... She's short and she's, perky and, yeah, and beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah, they, so, to me... I really like the casting oh, yeah. a lot. I felt 100% like, yes, this is almost identical to what I thought in my head, which is kind of strange. Like, and he They is, don't always get them right. that spot And he on. is extremely tall. Yes. You know, just like The height Josh difference is, is perfect. Yes. I really like that. So definitely physical... Yeah. Physically, they look really great. I actually really like um, Lucy Hale in the trailer as well, Mm -hmm. like playing the character of Lucy. I thought that she was really good. I will say that the character who plays Josh, even though he's super hot, I, he's not as stoic as I feel Josh he's not as needs broody to be. Yeah, he's looking. not like to himself. Yeah. He's more of like a jokester, I feel yeah. like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which I guess I, I'm not super mad at it because I just know. I mean, they <laughs> want to make it super rom-com-y right. feeling exactly. and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and I feel like they I'm tend sure to go why. a little bit overboard. They don't want the one character to yeah. be too serious, However, I guess. however, I will say that I spotted my favorite, one of my favorite scenes from the book the elevator kiss uh, and it was just like like he lifted her up on the rail just like i was like oh fuck isn't that so awesome. fun whenever you have characters and <gasps> uh, and uh have such a big height disparity and when they pick the other person up it feels like momentous yes. it's like whoa yes, yes. <laughs> thank you just swinging around you on up here so <laughs> i can take care of her around so <laughs> i honestly i think that the trailer looks really cute i also i also have when I like went in to watch the trailer, I was like, expect f- for there to be differences, and yeah. I just want to see what what comes out of it. And of course, it, it does look different. It does look like they they're handling a couple things differently in mm-hmm. the show, but I still think that it looks enjoyable. Yeah, and um, they definitely kept the whole 
hating game aspect. Cause that's mm-hmm. part of the whole book. It's like my favorite game is the hating game. You yeah. Know? And it's like, and they play these games together. And even in the trailer, he's like, what game are we going to play next? You know, yes. like you can tell they're still going with that whole mm-hmm. like thread, which I loved. I mean, the hating game was one of my first enemies to lovers that I fell super head over heels for. Like I was like, that rom com that and just also hit me like just right, one you know? of the first contemporaries that we really got into, yeah, because we were yes. still heavy paranormal, you know, werewolf shifters, vampires, yeah. that, or that historical was, that, romance, or like historical those were our two, but we yeah. weren't super big into contemporary, contemporary yet. But the hating game was one of the first, the hating game, and the first episodes, yeah. actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we do really enjoy it. I still think that it holds up, I think that it's a yeah. really, really cute uh love story. Well, I'm either gonna go by myself or drag you with me because Kevin is not gonna go see that with of me. course i'm going i want to go see it <laughs> so you and sure. i will just have a date night <laughs> absolutely we can totally uh, do that i yeah so i'm excited about it i yeah, know that I other too. people are just like ah it's not the same but like i don't know i choose to be excited about right. it right you well, know what the i'm thing saying is, you know it's just like bridgerton it's not exactly the same no. but still like it's the as long as the adaptation it's is super like, enjoyable right exactly like i, exactly. I still love I expect bridgerton. some differences exactly you know? and so uh anyway so yeah. i'm just really excited <laughs> <laughs> yes josh and lucy josh Can't and wait. lucy okay let's on get the big a, screen let's talk about another super super hot couple um <laughs> carnal urges sloan and freaking declan guys holy guys, shit guys, guys. <laughs> these two characters are just badasses in their own right yeah and i love this dynamic because I don't think, like, I don't know what type of mood JT Geisinger was in whenever she was mm-hmm. writing this, but, like, she just did not let up with the banter in this one, and Mm-mm. it's so perfect. There's lots of, like, some dark humor in here, and I just, like, I really loved their type of banter. It, I did, too. It also made total – they're both alphas, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes the sex very interesting. <laughs> it gets to be really nice. Extremely interesting. Um, but – I thought, like, her personality is a um, direct reflection of things that happened in her past. And I really like that. Yeah. That she's so, such a hard ass because of that, you know? Exactly. So let's talk about the characters, like, give you a general gist of it, and then we'll go on to the spoiler section and just talk about the situation. Because this is the second book in the Queens and Monsters series, and... Um, the very last chapter of Ruthless Creatures leads straight into this book, you know? Um, the very last chapter of Ruthless Creatures is Sloane getting kidnapped off the street and she's kidnapped by an Irish mobster and her best friend is actually engaged to a Russian mobster, okay? And they're at odds right now. So I remember reading the end of Ruthless Creatures being like, <laughs> no way so exciting okay and apparently i didn't know this um until i reread it and i actually read the author's note in the back that declan does appear in another one of her series she has another really? mafia series so you actually meet him first in that oh other God. series now i guess really, he's in the background yeah and also diego which we'll talk about that later yeah but um <clears throat> so declan is part of the Irish mob. And he and his crew are the ones to snatch up Sloan off the streets because some events that happened in Ruthless Creatures kind of made Sloan like persona non grata with the Irish mob. <laughs> um, she kind of like started this war <laughs> and got some people killed. Um, wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. And I love her explanation for that after. But Sloan, like I said, is the best friend of the heroine from the first book. And Sloan's personality, she is a ball 
buster. She's also like, she will roll with the punches. No matter Mm -hmm. what type of environment she is in, she will adapt. She will adapt (laughs) and she will get the upper hand. She will get the freaking upper hand, okay? That is just her personality and I love her for it. Like... I just the I think that the opening chapter is one of my favorite chapters that I've read because like I just was smiling ear to ear while I was reading because I was like this is great this is a great situation this is amazing (laughs) I love it (laughs) guys you've got to read this book if you haven't already so if you guys have not read Carnal Urges rush out (laughs) don't wait read it quickly and come back we're heading into the spoiler section now all right, so guys, we're in the spoiler section now. <laughs> so, we, so it opens with a kidnapping, okay? She's been kidnapped and by the And she's coming to, she's like, yeah. where am I? And she realizes that she's <laughs> on a plane. And she's, you know, she's... Piercing blue eyes are... Piercing blue eyes are staring straight into her freaking soul. <laughs> with anger. <laughs> with anger. And he's, like, waiting for her to, like, you know, kind of, like... Scream, cry, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, what's happening to me? (laughs) And then she just kind of, like, sits up and being like, what happened? I kind of blacked out. Can anyone tell me why, you know, I have a blank space in my memory and la, la, la. And Declan is just kind of like, what kind of girl is this you know yeah. what i'm saying i it's like maybe maybe she love... hit her head too hard and she's still dazed or something but exactly so she we find out that sloan when she was pulled off the side of the street she was dropped first of all yeah and so she has a head injury and then she was also shot up with ketamine, ketamine. and apparently ketamine makes her like this ruthless fighter because yeah. she broke another guy's nose <laughs> one of declan's minions she broke his nose and honestly it's kind of like the funniest thing it is the funniest because she makes it kind of like a big deal um on the plane like all the guys are kind of like a little bit wary of her and be like what the we don't yeah they're all like type like glaring yeah like her. you you god i want to hit you so bad type of thing and she's like super you know so sorry and apologetic. she goes up to him the guy who <laughs> she broke his nose and she was like she's like hey how's your nose doing i'm so sorry and like in the future if you want me to cooperate with you like if you need me to get in the back of a trunk or something just ask me and i'll <laughs> totally get in the back of the trunk for you you know <laughs> We can cooperate. We're, yeah. we're adults and stuff. Yeah. And this is how she handles her kidnapping situation. And I love how Declan's just like, go and fucking piss. Like, she's supposed to be going, yeah. you know, to the bathroom and just like, stop talking to my men. And this is the thing about Sloane. She has this winning personality and she will charm the pants off of anybody. <laughs> and I love how she slowly, slowly, slowly starts winning over Declan's men. Yeah. So she knows that she's being brought to the leader of the Irish mob. And for questioning. For questioning. And she just kind of like, it's not my fault that this war started. Like, yeah. And, you know, even if you take me as a hostage, there's no way. You're never going to be able to get to, I'm not going to tell you anything about, you know, Natalie. I'm not going to tell you anything about Cage. So I don't know what you're trying to get out of this, yeah. basically. But one I, thing we do learn is that what sent her into a tirade where she punched Karen and broke his nose was that he was trying to put handcuffs on her. So we learned she does not like to be out of control, does not like to be bound. So we have a moment where like basically there's this back and forth banter between Declan and Declan gets so pissed off that she's not upset or angry. He's like, who are you? Well, that's what he says. He says, he says most people, most sane people do one of three things when subjected to a traumatic experience like kidnapping. They cry, they beg, or they shut 
shut down completely. The rare person will fight for his life and try to escape. Few are that brave. And then there's this barmy lass, chatty, cheerful, and calm. She yes. acts as if she's starring in a biopic about a beloved historical figure. <laughs> And she said, and he says, I've known her for all of two hours. Half of that, she's she was unconscious, and I'm ready to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, I love his internal monologue because he does not know what to do with this chick. It's like this is not what I was expecting, and it's like the more she talks, the more she's like getting under his skin, and he can't handle it. She also, she also goes back at him back and forth. She's like, yeah, well, my IQ is way higher than yours, so I understand that you can't keep up with me, and like it's just like he's like so pissed. He's just like I. I don't understand why you're not fearful. Like, I could yeah. totally, you know, hurt you, kill you. And she's like, no, but, like, I know how this works. And you said you wouldn't hurt me, like, whenever you were taking me off the street. And so you're bringing me to your top guy, and you don't want to spoil yeah. the goods. Like, right, I'm right. pretty so safe. I'm pretty safe here, okay? And actually, we find out a little bit later, because Declan does get a call while he's on the plane. And uh, she, his face changes, and he goes talk to his men. And she's like, yeah. oh, something's happening. And later, whenever she's like, okay, so when am I going to meet your boss? And Declan says, you're looking at him yeah so, so definitely know that diego is dead mm -hmm. and that's when he like <laughs> he binds her and gags her and she is furious furious <laughs> i also really it. love like every time <clears throat> he overpowers her she just like you know all the all the training all the self-defense training and stuff yeah. like that it's still it still isn't enough when He's somebody wants strong. to when somebody wants to throw their weight around and they outweigh you yeah like you just can't compete against bigger muscle mass whenever right. they whenever they they also have tri tricks up their sleeve. Right. So she does get and bound he's and a gagged. Very experienced fighter as well. I mean, and I love the internal monologue when he's like admiring. He's like, damn, she's really get, putting up a good fight. He's like, but she's no match for me. And he's just like, he's like relishing overpowering her. And There's I really this love such a, I know. It's such a like interesting and, sexual and. Yes. And that's um, the thing about it. It starts off where he's truly annoyed at her yes. in the beginning. But then. All of a sudden, she'll like catch him almost smiling. Yes. And they're going to around. Yes. When he's, he's aroused like by her, her. smart assness. Yes. And her willingness to fight and just like her upbeatness. Like she, she looks into the face of, uh, death and just like laughs. You, you know, know what else I love about Declan is he's very honest. He's like, who are you? Why are, I can't figure you out. Like it, instead of like just being all broody and keeping all that to himself, he like is constantly like, what the fuck, woman? Like, where did you come from? You know? He's absolutely just like gobsmacked about like, I don't understand this type of woman, but and, she's mm -hmm. intriguing. And I love that that part of his personality comes into play later when he starts to have feelings. He is the first one who's just like, oh no, you know, like this is, this is something else, you know, and you better own up to it, you know, cause she won't, she's like terrified. Exactly. So, so he ends up by bringing her to his uh, penthouse yeah. and um, sticks uh, her in his room and basically like, locks her in Hand there. Handcuffs you know? her in there, whatever. <laughs> and I love how um, I love how he was like. Um, I think she she's like, I need toiletries. You know, I'm gonna start my period soon. Like, I need tampons and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, Are you gonna go out there and go buy them for me? And he was like, No, I'll send Kieran. And Kieran's the guy that she had broken them. <laughs> she's like, No, not she's Kieran. Like, don't, don't. I'm tr I'm trying to get on his good side, and he'll feel humiliated and emasculated if I if you. <laughs> make him go get me tampons He's like, like why do you want to be friends with him so he, you can convince him to let you escape she goes well she yeah says. she's like of course that's exactly my, my side to aid my escape plan that's exactly what i'm doing it's so funny and he thinks it's such a joke i love how kieran brings and so when kieran brings her like a platter of food quote unquote and it's all like junk it's food. disgusting it's like like 
a slice of American like, cheese and frat bologna. boy, frat boy tray. <laughs> yeah. Peanut M&M's, you know, just Cheetos. junk, fucking junk. And the thing about Sona is she's really healthy. Yeah. She, um, she likes yoga and, uh, she also got really, uh, she's a yoga into, instructor. Yeah. That's she's really a yoga her job. Instructor. And that's why Declan is so confused about her. Like, you're a fucking yoga instructor. What's he's happening? Like, yeah, he's here? like this little Zen, you know, child or something. Exactly. And, uh, so I love how, I love how Sloan, she tries to work her magic on Kieran some more and was like oh my goodness like I bet you haven't had a home cooked meal in a long time and you know I if you could if you could work on Declan um, and let him get me in the kitchen like I can cook you all a home cooked meal and stuff like that and like he doesn't even he's not even interested in the type of food that she wants because she gives him this big old list of like five different types of wheatgrass different types of kale like all kinds of stuff like that and he's just like this is rapid food and she's like I promise it's so good like you just like need to let me get in the kitchen so then and he get Declan gets so mad he won't let Kieran come in and he sends in Spider. So then Spider has to come in and be like the go-to boy. And then she's like, Oh, she's like, oh where's Kieran? So, you're so handsome. You look kind of like Thor. He goes, I get Captain America a lot. So like, that's <laughs> what it is. Because he looks like Captain. Yes. And he's like, Oh, yeah. And she's like, Oh, what is your real name? I know your mom didn't name you Spider. And he was like, Homer. And she was like, Oh, Homer, like the great oh, the great. Yeah. He's like, Oh my god. And he's like, Oh, most people think it's like Homer Simpson. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, and like he's like so yeah, happy that she that poet. she gets it, that she yeah. gets it and stuff. And she's like, "Hey, so um, just I, I want you to I want you to like pass on a message to Kieran, just be like, tell him I said hi and stuff, and how he's doing. And you know, I also I told Kieran I want to cook for you, so like if you if you wanted to work on that, like tell Kieran like we need to work <laughs> on Declan. And so Spider like comes back <laughs> in and he's like he, he was he's like last. Kieran says hi, and also we'll, we'll work on the cooking. We're working on the cooking. <laughs> so Declan is furious because he's like, "What have you done to my men?" He's just like beside himself. He cannot believe. He's like, "What is happening?" Like you know, you're just wrapping them all around your little finger. She's like, "Well, it just happens." Yes, you know? and then she also she's extremely intelligent too, and she can quote yeah. like these very obscure texts that I'm just like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recognize where you just quoted that from. Yeah, but like, exactly. exactly. Um, but he does. And he just like, I don't understand this type of woman. And also, okay, like I said, and she's, she's very young. She's she like 25. Very, he's in his 40s, 40s early 40s. He's 42. So have, she calls him like old man and gangster. Oh, she also so calls him gangster. Funny. But um, she sees how like stressed he is because first of all, he just assumed the mantle. And he even mentions, he's like, I never wanted it. I didn't yeah. want the spotlight. I didn't want the top position yeah. or whatever. Um, um, and now, you know, I have to deal with all of this. I have to deal with all these other heads of family and I just want to kill them all basically. And so like, I love how <laughs> he also, so she goes to sleep and he ends up by sleeping because he's like, all the guest bedrooms are full, full, but she doesn't even make a big deal about it. And in his head, he's just like, what kind of girl wakes up and just sees, you know, this monster yeah, in her bed and just and doesn't even care. And she doesn't, doesn't even care. care. Just yawns, yawns. That's her reaction. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey. And so he's all <laughs> tense and he just like, you know, he's a little bit exhausted exhausted after their verbal sparring she ends up by actually giving him a back massage because she like knows pressure points and stuff and she releases the tension she's just like i know what i'm doing and so there's these moments of like real caring yes. from sloan like she yes, knows whenever she pushes too hard whenever he's just like not up for the banter right and i really like that and it's also this is something that declan's never had right so declan's just kind of like wow yeah someone's what's happening taking care of me <laughs> what <laughs> 
This is unusual. I absolutely, I love it. And we definitely get hints of his past being very dark, very bleak, and we don't know what it is. But I also love how Geisinger lays the groundwork that he's not all that we think he is, that there's secrets about him that are definitely not playing up to like what we think of as the Irish mobster. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I like that she plants that. It's like very subtle, but it's really cool the way she does it. Yes, I do. And I also really love this line when, um, when Karen is like totally like on her side now. It's like <laughs> Declan bursts into the room and says, and says, what have you done to Karen? And she's like, moi? Moi? <laughs> and he goes, I mean, he came into this room working for me and he went out of it working for you. He suddenly <laughs> thinks he's your goddamn butler. <laughs> and that is just the magic of Sloan and it cracks me up every single fucking time yeah. okay and then so they talk about what was the inciting incident they talk about it because he basically says like you're the one who started a war because you and your little boyfriend Stavros or whatever so we do have to mention Stavros a little bit Stavi oh my god oh we have to mention Stavi Stavi okay so he Stavros <laughs> is a Russian mobster as well um, so let's talk about well let's talk about why they think this war began because of her right this was in book one so they started dating because he like came to her studio but she didn't even know that he was mobster at all actually. right she just thought he was like this regular, techie rich regular guy tech, rich yeah. dude also um she also tells declan that she never dated stavros that she doesn't have boyfriends yeah, she's like i didn't i don't i don't have boyfriends, boyfriends yeah you know? no i yeah. just there i love it later on she describes them as dessert like yeah. it's just like something a little extra a little like extra, it's but, like uh, but forget yeah, forgettable, forgettable right. little things. It's not the main course type of thing. And so one night they all go out in um in their hometown, and that's when Natalie first started dating uh, Cage. And they're all <laughs> at this restaurant, and there's also some Irish mobsters there too. And um Sloan and Stavros were walking by the table for the Irish mobsters, and they made the comment. Stavros one of them got offended, her on and the one ass. of them slapped her on the ass. Okay. Yes. And so like that was a big no-no. And I think later on, like he approached him again and said something. Like it just wouldn't quit or whatever. Yeah. So Declan's just basically saying, like, you're the one who likes all the male attention. And right. that's the reason why you wouldn't wiggle your ass in yeah, front of guys in a that's short happened. little dress and stuff like that. Like I've seen the footage. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. That was his problem. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't invite him. I didn't invite him to touch me. Like, don't mansplain why this war I started this because part. it's like, it's, it's your fault, not yeah. mine. I totally all. love this part. Cause it's like, you know, just because men are idiots and, you know, walk around like letting their dicks lead them doesn't make me the response, you know, responsible for their idiocy and stuff. I love that she really defended herself. She turned angry really fast and was like, so this is right joking there. around. Like, yeah. I'm not joking. Hold I'm not up playing. right there. And, and he admitted, he said, yeah, you're he right. Said, he does. And that's one, uh, that's my yes. favorite part. He goes, he goes, yeah, you're right. People are responsible for their own actions. So yeah. it is actually not your fault. Yeah. So I really fucking love that. I really love it. I really love yeah. it so much. So in the middle of, you know, their banter, their arguments and all that, she all of a sudden, like she's, you know, in her righteous anger, she like quickly stands up and then all of a sudden she passes she out. She, yeah. Clear passes out <laughs> and he's like, holy shit. And like catches yeah. her and trying to wake her up and like Sloan, what's going on? Like Sloan, wake up. And when she does come to, he's like, what the hell is happening? And she says, I hit my head. I hit my yeah. head. You know, I remember hitting my head and I don't know what's happening or whatever. And that's and when he feels the, and feels like it's a, 
it's a mighty huge bump in the back of her skull. And so he like, he brings her to the bed and stuff and he wants to call, you know, the doctor to come look at her, see if she has a concussion or anything. And she's also just like, you know, um, she's just like, what, who the hell dropped me? And I love how he doesn't want to tell her that it was Karen. Karen. (laughs) She's so in love with, because she likes Karen. So funny. He doesn't want to tell her. I love how this is like, he's subtly changing as well. Like he likes the fact that she likes his men. Yeah. But like he won't admit it. He won't admit it. So he's worried about her. This is like one of the like um, the moments where they're real. They're not at each other's throat anymore or whatever. And she notices that. She notices that he is a little bit softer. And she Mm -hmm. questions him. She's like, gangster, do you have a crush on me? And he's (laughs) like, no. She's like, nobody would blame you if you did. It's only natural. It's only natural. (laughs) And she would fall in love with me. (laughs) So she ends up by kissing him. And like, he doesn't back down or anything, back away, but he also doesn't participate in the kiss. And he um, ends up by like, um, basically like, Pushing her away and says, don't ever do that again. Yeah. And she just kind of like, hmm, there's something, there's something there. There's something there. He's pushing me away a little bit too hard. I'm sure he is just, you know, a little scared, a little scared gangster. <laughs> little scaredy. <laughs> Poor scared gangster. Um, and I also love, like, I love how she was just like, wanting to egg him on because she knows knows that he is attracted she yeah. has seen the evidence of his arousal okay? and she's also attracted and I she's mean, also attracted, mutual, mutual you know and she's berating for sure. herself for finding him attractive but she's just like well fuck it yeah so she baits him by basically like call calling him old and just like old dodgy codger whatever and <laughs> also says you don't even know how to kiss and he was like he was i love like, it the fuck you say <laughs> And she was like, well, I mean, evidence, all, all signs yeah, point well, to no. Yeah. And he was like, I'll show you a fucking kiss. So this is where <laughs> oh, he like starts macking on her, okay? Oh, my God. And honestly, it's one of the coolest kissing scenes for me because, mm-hmm. okay, so it starts off as a very intense kiss. And like, he's like, he's kind of blown away by it. Yeah. But he also asks her. He doesn't actually ask her, but she just says, like, you know, five out of ten. And he goes, he's like, bullshit. He's and like, that is, he, he's, he's like, he's like, that's the best kiss you've ever had and you know it. And then she pulls him back and kisses him again. Yes. And so it gets a little deeper, a little yeah. bit more tender. Like the first one was very like all teeth and like Intense. aggressive, yeah. like, oh, I'm finally going to have what I want. But then the second one's a little bit slower, and I love how it's just like they're getting lost in each other. Yeah. Because when they pull back this time, he even says, like, it's hard to even know where I am right now because this (laughs) kiss is so moving to me. And, like, they do it a couple of times, too. And it's just like, ah, you know the seal has been broken, whatever – they cannot stop kissing each other. I like a good kissing scene, you Me know? Me too. I love all kind I of other foreplay kissing. and all kinds of other, you know, um, lead up to the sex scene. But like this, just for kissing sake, like I love when my characters just love mm-hmm. to kiss each other. Me too. I don't know. It's just and like- I love first kiss scenes like this. It just, it's, yeah. I'm I'm a big, yes, kissing scene. Exactly. Girl. <laughs> So she's also kind of been berating him, like, I need to tell Natalie, I need to tell my girlfriend. Yeah, like, you have she'll to be worried, about, be worried me. about me. And and she does, this is another thing that she, she makes very clear that Natalie is like her best friend. He even is like, oh, what, you got one of those kinds of friends, whatever. She's like, what are you talking about, crazy? No, it's like, because uh, she, it, it, it went to, 
who you have you ever been in love with someone's like well natalie i love natalie like she's the only person i truly love and so you know he's kind of like teasing her about it but at the same time he realizes no she's dead serious she's like that's loyal. the only person who is who means like the most to her in the whole world and yeah. so this and she's loyal is, as fuck okay? oh yeah oh yeah Oh, whenever that loyalty turns to him and his men, like it's just, oh. it's beyond, it's fucking beyond. Yes. So <laughs> she, he does end up by letting her talk to Natalie. And I love how Natalie's just like, you must have a gun to your head because she's just like, I'm doing fine. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. And you know, he's, he, he's, he's a pussycat, whatever. And Natalie just like won't believe, won't believe, uh, yeah. her at all. She thinks she's got Stockholm syndrome already or something. She's like, no, I promise you, I'm good. I'm good. You know me. I like adventure. <laughs> Exactly. And so then so that's, to- that's when Declan find out that, uh, that Cage actually had put a bounty out on Declan. And yeah. Declan's like, you better tell, you better tell him to call off that bounty or else I'm gonna, or I'm, I'm gonna, gonna kill, gonna kill her. Yeah, I'm gonna kill your girl. And she was so pissed that <laughs> she was like, like now Natalie, that? now Natalie is gonna be worried about me. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he was like, he, he's had enough. He wants to gag her now. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, no, she's like, you're not gagging me and he's like wanna bet and this is this is uh a really awesome scene because he chases her overpowers her again oh, and we have God. a really good scene yeah really good scene <laughs> i love spanking <laughs> i love spanking scenes but i love this one in particular because he had threatened her earlier it's like you need a good spanking you know like and she's like huh like that will ever happen like she's like i would never allow you to do that to me but like he overpowers her and he does he rolls her over and spanks her ass but the reaction is very different like he expects her to be like fighting like a wild tigress and at first she is and suddenly she goes i really like how she really is fighting tooth and nail because like he's struggling yes and he and this is the time where it's like in his head he's like he's like damn she's strong for a little one you know she's 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 really going at it but But i'm overpowering the more he spanks her the more the stiller she becomes and he knows it's arousal that's and it's like something clicks in his head like she's such an alpha but the dominance by a male is like the most arousing thing to her exactly it's never happened before for her when we get her point of view when he finally slows down with his spankings she turns to him and says three out of ten (laughs) call back to the kiss saying like is that all you got basically yes (coughs) sorry (coughs) what i really love um Juliet pointed it out how she the way she is with men she is an alpha she's the alpha she dominates every relationship and there's something that happened in her past that we'll talk about uh, a little later on down the line that's um kind of influenced the way that she treats men you know treats them as disposable right. and would rather be the one in control in this relationship but there's something extremely fascinating about the way that Declan just handles her and she in with no other man would she allow this to happen but for yeah. some reason it's okay with Declan and she really is attracted and to she, that and she's also fighting it inside herself she like and we get in her point of view she's like why is this why is this happening like why can't i make my body stop reacting this way to him because it's like her her mind and her heart are fighting with her body and like what she her desires i love when they start getting vulnerable a little bit later down the line but i I can't wait to talk about some scenes because it's mostly because sloan is scared because 
she's kept men at arm's length for so long because she doesn't want anybody to be able to hurt her. The people that she allows close to her, she trusts them with her life. Right. But she doesn't want to trust anybody with like her heart. And, right. you know, she just does not want to trust. And so she's scared of these feelings that are developing with Declan. Yeah. And I love the conversation that they have. But first off, so the doctor does come to check out Sloan and says that she has a mild concussion. Sloan ends up by fainting again. And so Declan's just like, oh, fuck no. The doctor said it's a mild concussion, but like, no, something's fucking wrong. wrong. Something is wrong. And so he, she wakes up in the hospital and he is like, you know, he, she had like a sub, uh, dural bleed or whatever. And, um, if it doesn't resolve itself, she needs to have surgery. And it's also like 50% fatal or something like that. Like it has a high percentage of killing her. And and he said, I love what Declan says. If she dies, so do you. Oh, the doctor. God, he's threatening <laughs> the like, like, everyone. Well, she's very young and healthy. The people who've died from this have been very old and have other risky conditions. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So now they're freaking out. So when she wakes up, you know, she's a little bit scared and they have to stay for observation or whatever. And um, she just kind of like, you know, Declan, can you tell me a story? And he's like, I'm not telling a fucking story. Bedtime story. Like, bedtime story. And then she's like, okay. And like, she turns over and she curls in a little ball and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> So, she, but looks then, so, she looks so small course, and pathetic. Yeah. So, but of course, though, he has to be like all like, you know, uh, teasing. And he tells her a story about this stinking, A terribly homely camel homely princess. Camel princess. With buck teeth and facial hair. She's so very fucking stinky. ugly. She smells like dung and grass. <laughs> he says, he says, the wee camel princess could make any dog, no matter how rabbit or feral, fall in love with her and do her bidding. <laughs> it says, one day the holy princess was going to visit her good friend Nettie when suddenly she was abducted by the biggest, strongest, handsomest dog she's ever seen. He was the king of all dogs. <laughs> Listen, okay, I'm just laughing. That was so funny. I just uh-huh. like... <laughs> I crack up every single time. Yeah. I read that scene. Like, I just, I just fucking And then, love and it. especially later on, she's like, do you really think I'm an ugly camel? He's like, no, <laughs> not at all. It's so the funny. of what I think of you. But it was just honestly so fucking cute. Yeah. But, um. Well, and then we have a moment. And so there's lots more fun banter, of course, in the hospital. But then we have Nurse Nancy comes in. And Nurse Nancy is like, oh, so is he the father? And she loses it and starts cackling. She's like, yes, he's my daddy. Daddy. <laughs> and she's yeah. like. She calls him daddy. She's like, burn, geezer, gangster. (laughs) So funny. I love this scene. And then Nurse Nancy goes, no, the father of the baby. (laughs) Like, what? This and is a great scene. She was like, no, there's no way I'm not pregnant. I'm yeah. the opposite of pregnant, actually. Um, and she's refusing to believe that she is pregnant. Yeah. And, uh, but but Declan, he asks questions and he's like, oh, yeah, she's just in denial. And now she's pregnant with Stavros' with baby. Fucking Stavros. Stavi was her last boyfriend. And what she doesn't know is that uh, Declan actually has captured Stavros. Um, and he's in the basement <laughs> yes, right now. I love you know? this. I love Stavi. Because Stavi tried to rescue her he, he like attacked sweet his baby penthouse. boy <laughs> a little sweet baby boy he attacked the penthouse and got captured so 
they kind of um, kind of threw down in this situation because, yeah. um, like, the way that Declan kind of shuts down when yeah. he hears about the baby, it's because there's a million things running through his mind. He's also like, oh, she's pregnant. And then, like, well, you know, Stavros is the father of her child. Like, I can't. I have to that. let her go. Yeah. I have to let her go. And if she's if she's going to be happy with him, like, I can't keep her, whatever. So he just kind of leaves without giving her an explanation. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, wow, he left me. I could die from this. You know, like I could have an aneurysm and absolutely die. I, I love that he she leaves me. But I love that she runs out in the hallway and like, and then suddenly Kieran Kieran's and all there. the men are like on Spiders top of her, like, there. What's, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening, my lady? What's it? What do they call her? They call her, um, you know, what's wrong, lass? What's wrong? You know, Kieran. They're all like got their guns drawn and they form like you know like a, a circle around her, like you know, it's like a phalanx or something of Roman soldiers barring anyone for coming. She's like, um, I'm thirsty. Can I have some water? Yes. <laughs> like, since Spider goes running and fetches her water. But it's so funny. She's like, because okay, so maybe he didn't leave me. And this is something that I like. Again, this is one of the things that Justin and I love. It's that we don't like when something happens and there's this huge miscommunication that is blown out of proportion. And see, that's what this author could have done. But she took, like, one moment of, like, doubt. One moment of doubt for her and she steps out and realizes oh he didn't leave me he left his men to protect me so you know he must be doing something important you know what i'm saying so she steps back in and she takes care of business she's like nancy we need some tests well Let's i really love how running. she kind of gives him a pep talk before she goes back in oh and she yes tells him, like, she goes God. she goes thank you karen for like protecting me and she goes and all of you guys too i feel so much better knowing you're out here i really appreciate you watching out for me i'm sure there's probably lots of other stuff you'd rather be doing and and they're all just like no it's okay like, is this where she also go. tells them they're the best goes, gangsters she goes i want you all to know that i think irish gangsters are much cooler than russian ones <laughs> except for declan <laughs> but you guys are just the best <laughs> i love of that and they're immediately like you know like ready to like swear their allegiance to her exactly it's, it's so funny so as soon as nancy walks in she's like what would cause me to have a false positive pregnancy yes, test because i'm that. telling you i'm not pregnant yeah okay and she's like let's run all the fucking tests okay and i also really love how um when nancy's like wheeling her out to go get like a ct or whatever like um karen's like what's going on like this wasn't de- uh declan didn't say that you were going anything and she's like oh well you know i don't have to get the test but like you know declan, declan wanted wants me to get everything me to get the checked tests out and stuff and so i love how they like pile in like yeah, six people in all the, around her in the elevator like <laughs> like going and like clearing the hallways with their guns, with their guns. <laughs> like making sure that she gets escorted to the CT. <laughs> Glaring at all the doctors and I nurses as they go. I fucking love it. I so absolutely funny. love it. Okay. So then we do discover that she has some kind of disease. At first she thinks it's like, you know, some kind of debilitating cancerous disease. And like, no, no. No, it's you like can, an IgA. It's yeah. like a, it's, it's it'll like cause very... allergy. You said, you said the worst thing it'll do is cause bad allergies. Yes. But it could also cause a false pregnancy. Exactly, and, and they so, found out that she wasn't pregnant. But guess what? Declan didn't know about it because you know where he is. Yes. He's talking to Stavi. He's talking to Stavi, and he discovers. I love this interaction with Stavros, where Stavros is like, "You're in, you're in love with her too," you know, like he realizes. Like she got you too. She makes everyone fall in love with her. Yeah, but like, like, but she's but like, mine. She, I love her. I need her. I type also of thing. love Declan's in internally. He's like screaming, and he's so jealous. Like, and he's even thinking about Stavros and her together, like sexually, and it's like driving him also, mad. But he also wants her to be happy, yeah, too, which is such and a strange thinks, thing. I know, but it's like he. So he thinks like, well, if he's the father of the child, I can't come between them. So I need to let her go. 
go. So this is his logical thinking, right? Yeah. And the, so he basically says, like, well, if you want her, I'll go back to you, but I need you to basically turn rat for me and spy right, on Cage. Cage. I need you to spy on uh, Casimir, and I need you to basically, like, yeah, wear wire, you know, whenever you're with him. So I love, I love this fucking scene because the hurt that Sloan is feeling whenever they, you know, her, her, um, her hematoma resolves itself and yeah. she's going to be fine. She's they released. They get in the car. Kieran, Kieran comes to take her. Yes. And she thinks, um, they're she thinks home. that they're going home and she's thinking about it as home. Okay. Yeah. And she sees like suburbia and she's like, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> and he's like, to the To your mate. To your mate. I'm bringing you to your mate. And she's like, what? She's like, you mean Natalie? Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're going home last. That's all I know. And I love how she's so hurt because she's like, oh, so Declan just passed me off to you to just go drop he off. He doesn't even want to like, say, say goodbye. goodbye to me or Great. anything. Like, okay. Um, and so she's really mad about it. But whenever she gets there, Declan is there. And she's just like, okay, so is this just goodbye? And he's like, yep. Get on board, you know, and um, and he. This is when he comes, like he, because he turns like ice cold gangster sometimes, you know. And this is one of those moments where he's like rigid, ice cold, no feelings whatsoever. He's not giving anything away. Right. The only thing he gives away is that he gives her a cell phone, just being like, "This is your cell phone. If like, you ever if you ever need me. need me to call me or whatever, yeah. you know." And then all of a sudden, she sees somebody walk off the plane, and it's Stavros, Stavros. and she's like, "You called Stavros to come pick me up? Like, I what the lo- fuck? Oh my god." Isn't I he your enemy? This. And he's like, well, you know, you're that's that's, that's the father, the father of child. Your child. You that's what you think. She's like, okay, she goes, genius. She goes, you arrogant, idiotic man. You think you know what's best for everyone, but you don't even know what's best for yourself. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she is just so fucking mad. She's like, but she also says she hasn't been with Stavi, like in. Well, yeah, she says she says you're so sure of your own infallibility that you're blind. But here's something I'll leave you with. I haven't been with Stavros since the beginning of January. We're almost in March now. What makes you think I haven't been with anyone else in between? You might want to verify the identity of the baby daddy the next time you decide to play matchmaker gangster. See you around, okay? Yeah, she's so pissed. Gets on the fucking plane. And this is the first time we've seen Stavi in this state before. <laughs> because whenever she's on the plane, he, like, has his head in her lap. And, oh, my like, God. Is, like, like, groveling like a dog. Groveling yeah. like a dog. And yeah. she's just, like, petting him. Like, oh, Stavi, Stavi, Stavi. What did you do, Stavi? Treating him like a baby. Like a little baby. Like, what did you do? What mess did you get yourself in? What did you promise? promise him i know that you promised tell sloan what <laughs> tell you sloan promised what you him did. <laughs> and he she was like oh no she's like i can't believe that you you, you know you turned she was, he was like i had to rescue you and she's like no baby you did not <laughs> i love how she's like she's like i'll let you i'll let you do it because he's like staring at her feet she goes i'll let you have i'll let you have it as long if you tell me everything so he yeah. tells her everything so apparently stavi has a severe foot fetish yes and like Basically, she like hands him her after she finds out everything he's done. She hands him uh, her shoe and goes to the bathroom while he jacks off to the yes. shoe. <laughs> he's like, like, yeah. And the plane's getting ready to take off and stuff, and then all of a sudden she sees Stavros Oops. looking out the plane window, like, like, what? He's, oh my he's, god! He's, he's, he's like, oh my god! And and she's like, what's wrong? He's like, it's the Irishman. He's back. And so she goes look through the window, and Declan <laughs> is back with a fucking rocket launcher. Pointing it at the plane, okay? He and calls her cell phone. He calls her cell phone and she answers. She's like, Gino's Pizza. How many? 
I take your order. And he says, he says, I'll give you your bloody order. Get your arse off the plane before I blow your little boy toy to smithereens. And she goes, I'm sorry, which personality am I speaking to now? Because it's definitely not the one who told me goodbye half an hour ago. Right. And, and told goes, me to get on the plane. He goes, half an hour ago, I didn't know you were pregnant. And he was like, he's basically like, get off the fucking plane. So. Oh, my God. So good. I love it because she steps off and what does he do? Throws her over his shoulder. Caveman. Caveman. Love it. Throws her in the back of the seat, okay? Kisses her ruthlessly and like Kieran's just like in the front. Like, and he's like, this is when he's gone like full alpha dominance. He's like, tell me, you know, who you like. He's just like all these like, ugh, all these possessive demands. He's like, 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 you're gonna be mine. You're You're gonna be mine. Tell me you're gonna obey. And she's like, I'll obey for this night. Okay. Yeah. She does get that stipulation, and she is like, why do I like this? She's analyzing herself. Why do I like this aggressive And it turns her like to mush. Like she's just, she wants to obey him. And she she actually likes the way that he doesn't ask permission because she's all about respect. Okay. Right. She's all about being in control, you know, treat me, you know, with respect because I'm, I'm a person and you don't just like, you know, manhandle me. But in this situation, she's like, I like the way that he just takes control of my body. And once she agreed to tonight, he's like, that's it. Like, you know, he's not going to hold back. Yes. And I love, he's like, I'm going to bathe you. I'm going to feed you then I'm going to fuck you. In that order. In that order. Of course, they didn't make it in that no, order. No, they didn't make it in that order. <laughs> they don't make it to the food. They don't make it to the food. And he is just oh, so man. good at fucking foreplay, okay? Oh. But this is where not only are we getting the first sex scene, this is when Declan is opening up. Because first of all, he doesn't want to hide anymore. Because yeah. they just had their thing where he was like, I almost let you go basically for your own good. But now I'm going to fucking keep you and like he's thinking this in his head and now he wants to call her out on her vulnerability and that's what he says he says that it's okay to be vulnerable with me you're safe with me you can let your guard down i'll catch you if you need a fall okay and then she she kind of has a panic looked in her look in her eye and this is where they get super honest with each other and Mm -hmm. i really love all of these conversations you know what i'm saying like she opens up about like this is really hard for me um, and I don't like to be vulnerable and she doesn't tell him why yet, but I just like how she's not denying it. She's right. not that snarky, you know, badass right now. This is a very, very real moment of vulnerability. And he confirms, he's like, that's what it feels like for me as well. You know? Yeah. That's so, what I love that he's completely honest to. It's not like he's only demanding her to fess up, but he's the one who's always like, I've never felt this way before. No right. one has and turned I want me you inside to out. Trust me and I want you I want you to trust me and I want to be able to trust you. Like, can I trust you? This is this becomes a big thing. He keeps yes. asking her, like, can I trust you? Because if I trust you, then there that means no more secrets. And she can't agree. She yeah. can't she can't cross that plain so it's like basically it's a one-way street right now yeah. like she is safe with him but he's not safe with her so exactly. he can't tell her his secrets yes yeah. so we now we now know that there's some sort of secret oh that yeah Declan wants desperately to tell her <laughs> but he can't but he can't yet okay he can't, he, can't, yet. he can't yet and so after they do have sex they analyze it again I love this I love that JT Gessinger takes the time to actually talk about like the feelings how momentous this was because this was a momentous sex scene it wasn't just like a throwaway one or whatever and so she sloan decides to open up be vulnerable and describe exactly what 
this feeling, you know, oh, it feels like the Grand to be, Canyon. Yes, the Grand Canyon. Oh. And she says, you know, I'm standing stunned and overwhelmed at the edge of the Grand Canyon, staring at all the impossible beauty with my eyes, nearly blinded and my mouth hanging open in awe. And she's like, that's, that's what it feels like being with you. And when Declan doesn't say anything, she, her automatic reaction is almost to take it back and be yeah, like, like, I'm just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> like make light about it. Make light about right. it. And he does. And, um, <laughs> I love how she's like, Oh my God, you can't even come up with anything to say. Like, Oh my God, I just vomited my heart all over the place. Yeah. And he's like, wait, like, I can't, like, I don't even know what to say to that because yeah. that was like, I don't he have was words. Overwhelmed. He was I don't overwhelmed have words with emotion. And he loves it. He loves oh it. He's God. like, Oh, he, and after she says this, there comes times in the future when yeah, he's, he's like, like, I want you to say it some, again. Yeah, say it again. Tell me, give me tell another me. Grand Canyon speech. Yeah, she's give like, me another I, Grand Canyon I, I, She's speech. like, I can't just do that. The, the, the pressure, like, <laughs> it's. but then she does. Like, she always finds different ways to express her feelings for him. And they're very beautiful. And, and it's obvious it's deep. I mean, the Grand Canyon is deep and wide. Like, yes. at one point she talks about quicksand. She's like, he's like, I thought I was Grand Canyon. She's like, you're a Grand Canyon filled with quicksand, okay? You're, you're everything. You're all the things that are yeah. scary and awe-inspiring. And this is this right. is a big thing. Grand right. Canyon's big. This is a big thing. Right. And he does admit that he thinks that, you know, he's just a blip on Sloane's radar, that she's so young and she's going to have right. so many men in her life and stuff, and he's just going to be At one this of the point, forgettable ones. Right. At this point, his goal is to for her not to forget him. Like, that's what he wants. He's, like, hoping that – you know, she just won't forget him. That's why he wants to, like, you know, dominate Mark her and all of these other things. It's like he wants to make an imprint impression on her. Yes. And um, I just love – I love these moments of vulnerability. And then we also have, like, when she's, like, cooking the next day in his kitchen and he walks in his – and he says it just so sweetly. He's like – I love the sight of a woman in my house. Like it's just something he had never had before. And even it she's like, there's like been no other now. woman. Yes. And so it's just, and we know this is new for Declan, even though he's a 40 year old man, he's never had a woman. In exactly. His and so when they're, they're analyzing their feelings again in the kitchen, which I fucking love this. And, um, <laughs> and, have so, another hot sex and, and now she's getting a little bit scared and she says, you know, well, maybe you should, maybe you should let me go right now. It's probably the best for both of us. Yeah. And he looks at her dead in the eye and says i'm not letting you go anywhere i love that and she <laughs> has this flight or fright response and she, and she runs and he, he tackles her oh my <sighs> gosh and then they have the hottest fucking scene on the floor in the living room i fucking love it because he's like cats are already out of the bag you can't hide anymore she's like i take it back i, I was take lying it back. i was lying <laughs> he's and he's like, like oh, no. no no you're oh, telling no, the lass. truth you are absolutely telling the truth this is not a mistake like this is not a mistake this is this is real i this love is the realest he, thing that we've ever had i d- love that won't deny it he won't fucking deny it okay <laughs> justin's so excited she knocked her kindle I off i did the table. i did because i fucking love this because <laughs> yeah. he just like this is it like this is the moment where he just like this is it this is yeah. it for both of us like this is the real deal thing yeah. never letting you go you're mine you're fucking mine okay yeah and he's like i'm never leaving you and oh i just fucking love it so he does have stuff to take care of and so he'll disappear and i love how when he comes back like three days later with like some blood on his collar sloan like slaps him across the face and is like uh you where let have you me been be- yeah where are you i thought that you were dead you know like there's yeah. all these like news channels saying like you know this these um these gangsters, gangsters are showing are, up dead yeah. you know what i'm saying and I thought of course maybe- declan's been killing them <laughs> declan's been killing them the people who are after sloan um he killed them because but i love there was some i also love that his reaction like 
she hits him, then she hits him again. It's, his reaction is like he laughs and he loves it because he can see how angry she was. He said, you're mad because you care about me, because you were worried about me. Like he knows he can interpret the, the response very quickly. And it's not like this, you know, how dare you hit me, you know, sort of thing. It's exactly. just like he takes it and he loves it because he knows this is just her passion coming out. And he was worried. So, she was worried about him. Was. And he loves like, that. Oh, he loves you're, it. you're falling like, for you're me. You're worried. You're he, falling for me, last. You wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't here. <laughs> oh. So, so um, then we have a scene that was really, really intense emotionally for me was when he goes he goes away to do some work and she decides to befriend the guys Kieran and Spider and has them come in. So for they coffee. had moved to Martha's Vineyard because yes, yes, it wasn't it wasn't safe. It wasn't so now safe. they're in a new house. After now he's in like a new yeah, house. after he's like, you know, killed all these guys, he's like that there's people going to be coming after us, so we got to move, we got to go. So they do. They move to Martha's Vineyard and like she loves this house and it's just it's like perfectly set up for both of them. She finds all her things in his closet and she's just enamored with it all, but he has business to take care of. So he's gone and she makes coffee for the guys and she's like, you know, they're supposed to be her guards. But of course they think he's like, I love how when they first get there, uh, Kieran says something in Gaelic and he goes, what did she, he, what did she, what did he say? She's like, welcome back my queen. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Cause they all worship her. But then this happens. So. They come in for coffee, and then she's like, hey, teach me how to play cards. I'm so bad at cards, or she's not. Well, she's not. She's a card shark. (laughs) So she lures them all in. Like, five or six of them are inside, not guarding, you know, the perimeter, but playing cards with the lady of the house. And Declan comes in, and he's obviously furious. He's like... You know, you're not doing you. You know, basically, kind of chastises her a little bit, but his anger is geared toward the men. He's like, and you're he not says doing something your in job. Gaelic, and she's like, "What's going on?" Then all and of a sudden, they spiders, all take out their like knives. Spider stands up and puts his hand on the table and chops off its pinky. Well, he tries it, to. or starts to. He starts to chop off and his Sloan's pinky. And Sloan's like, "What the fuck's going she, on?" And yeah. like, this is the punishment. And she notices that some of the guys are missing a couple fingers. Yeah. Like, this is the punishment or whatever. They have For to chop disobeying. their own own finger off. And I've she, seen this in other mafia books she too. She rushes like, him and knocks a knife out of his hand and she is like don't make them do this like it was my fault. my fault I was the one to punish do it me. punish me and stuff like that like and he can't won't. punish and he oh. and so what she does she drops to her fucking knees because he won't he's like you know he's like I'm not gonna punish you and so she can't take it okay tell the story she it's just like drops oh. to her knees first of all this is like this is a position that sh- that Sloan will not take yeah she submission. will not kneel she, in front submission. of anybody okay and she takes the knife because she's like, it's my fault that I should yeah, deserve she takes the punishment. spider's knife. And she takes the knife and she starts pressing against her finger and like she's really doing it. Like, like she, she's her, trying she to blood cut is, her. Blood is welling she's up, okay? And finally Declan like kicks the knife out of her hand and like pulls her back up and is like, what the bloody fuck? What? The, like you're fucking insane. You're fucking insane <laughs> and kissing her and stuff like that. And like all the men just like just vanish. vanish because <laughs> and she and he's like they're they're gonna be like building a fucking shrine to you now like you know <laughs> no! like they'll be worshiping at your altar they're, they're loyal to you now you know <laughs> they're not even my men <laughs> anymore not my men you're anymore. gonna cut your own pinky off for them for them you know yeah. you owned up to it was it was you you know. And I mean, like, uh, it's just, it was such a powerful moment because I love the way that she is all in for all of the gangsters. Yes. It's not just, yes. it's not just Declan. And that's like, that's like hinting at her loyalty is, is slowly being, it's including them. Like, it's well, not just Natalie. I love, I love, she's all about 
fairness and justice. And that to me is like something that's big for me, like justice in relationships, justice in the world. Like me personally, it's something I'm always looking for. So I get angry in books when things are unjust and same yeah. here. Like that was unjust. Like I love that she immediately went to the defense and it's like, I'm going to take the punishment. Like I, I'm like, I worship her yeah, exactly. <laughs> for this move. She's it's such like, a fucking badass. Yes. Yes. Badass. It was amazing. She's like, I, I will, I will submit to mafia law and I yeah. will, and I will he was punishment. like, now he's like so in love with her. Like so my God, what her. she like, he's ready to man. marry her. And yes. she's like, what? we've only known each other for, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so oh. they, she finally does open up to, uh, Declan about what happened to her whenever she was younger. Okay. So yeah. she struggled with her weight when she was young. And, um, she's like, it was really cute whenever I was young. But then there came a point where my parents were her being parents embarrassed. called her like yeah. roly poly or something like yeah. that. They sent I can't her to a fat camp to lose weight, and it was horrible, horrible. It was horrifying. <laughs> that both so, horrible, so <laughs> very horrible. So horrible for her. She lost a bunch of weight, but she wasn't happy anymore. And she says that. She's like, my parents were so happy that I looked better, but I didn't feel better. Like, I felt terrible about myself. I started cutting myself. Like, it wasn't, you know. And then her father had invited over this guy. This ex-Navy guy. Yeah. Buddy. And he admired him and whatever. And he preyed on someone whenever she was a teenager. And she she even told her dad. Yeah, she even told her dad that this guy was assaulting her. And her dad was just like... No, you just want attention. attention. You're just the poor little fat girl who wants attention. And it's so sad because we also hear about there are like bullies at school that call her the fat girl and tease her and stuff. This stuff like gouged my heart out. Like, and of course it's killing Declan to hear it. Like he wants to like somehow get his hands around his father's throat and this dude who, um, who did rape her and then impregnated her. Yeah. And so, and she kept her pregnancy secret for like 13 weeks mm-hmm. until she was thrown down a stairwell at school by another bully picking on her and lost the baby. And so that, that's when she's like, she tells him this and she said, this is why I knew I wasn't pregnant because your body changes when you're pregnant and yeah. mine hadn't. And that's just like all Declan can do. And I love that Declan apologizes to her because he was very, like, you know, this heavy is handed, gonna, like, heavy handed, yeah, like telling her pregnant. what she was like, going to do with her body. And he was like, Sloan, he's, he's like, like, I'm sorry, I'll never tell you anything like that again. And, and that's whenever she says, yeah, too. well, she says that she, this is where she chose to never be the victim again. Right. And how she was going to be the controlling party in any relationship that she was going to have in the future. And that's when, you know, she kept men at arm's length and men became desserts. So. Yeah. And so that's when he opens up that his entire family was killed by the Irish, um, the IRA. There's like a bunch of different things. It was when they lived in, when they lived in Ireland, Ireland. it was very, it was very, very violent, awful. And there were like the bombings and the buildings. So he lost a bunch of his family and stuff. Um, and so they both are pretty much, they feel like alone, except for like, you know, Sloan has right. Natalie and that's the big kicker. It's like Natalie is the, this kicking point, the sticking point between them that I can't fully trust you because I don't trust you to not hurt. Yeah. Cat, yeah. Cause Sloan's because like, Natalie's the one who saved me. Yeah. When I was cutting, when I was one. in a depression, Natalie saved me and was loyal to me and loved me, you know, no matter what I look like, you know. Exactly. And so that's where we, he, he understands the depth of their friendship. It's not just a cursory, oh, that's my girlfriend. No, this is like a deep, deep friendship. Right. So, so, so Declan is on the phone. 
I believe. And Sloane decides she needs to go take a walk then oh, this night. She needs oh to go God. take a walk on the beach. Okay, there's been lots of you Yeah, know, they've had lots of feelings out. And she's like, I need to just get a breath of fresh air, you know, clear she, my head. She even like waves at like Spider while she's walking. And uh, she gets a little bit far down the beach and she's admiring that there's yachts off the coast and stuff like that. <laughs> then all of a sudden she sees like spider running towards her waving screaming, screaming and she turns around and she there's these men that pop Eight up out men of the ocean. popping out of okay. the ocean and then she blacks out okay very it reminds me so very navy seal very navy seal they just <laughs> pop up and like boom or just okay. what they were <laughs> and she comes to and she is in an interrogation room and um uh, i love how she finds out that she like gave them hell as well um <laughs> later on she finds out that she that there was this woman <laughs> Who was admiring her, being like, I've never seen a black eye. eye, And she's like, I've never seen anyone make, you know, Navy SEALs look like foolish little men. (laughs) Like, they couldn't even handle you, basically. It was awesome. I fucking love Sloan. But anyway, she's interrogated by this guy. And we noticed that she notes that he looks like a big, burly lumberjack with Mm -hmm. his uh, flannel shirt. And we've met him just previously, very recently, um, as Grayson. He is... Um, Declan's handler in the U.S. government. So we find out, I love this, and it's 70% in, that we find out that he's not just a, he's not just a gangster. He's been in law enforcement, or not law enforcement, but assisting for 20 years. He was like in the Irish version of the CIA. Right. And then also, yeah, and then also now he works for the U.S. and stuff like that. But the thing about this is nobody has a handle on Declan. Yes. Nobody knows he's such a wild card. They don't even know. They don't even know what he's doing. But they accept it, you know, him giving them information. He's able to basically just play and do what he wants, but his But also be the gangster Right, right. It's so amazing. (laughs) He is a gangster at heart. Like that part of uh, him is not a lie. And he had mentioned to Grayson that he's like, I want it known that she is my woman. He's like, you can't have a woman. It's like, well, I do. This is how it is. She's mine. And she could potentially be an asset, you know, potentially. Yes. And that's where it left. So they took it upon themselves. To test her. To kidnap her and test her. And Sloan passes with fucking flying colors. Oh, she gives these awesome. men hell trying to interrogate her. She does not blink an eyelash. They even bring her pictures of her and Declan together. And she's like, nope, that's not me. I have no idea I don't who know. Declan that is. That poor girl. He's, like, that oh man is screaming at her yeah, in the face. Yeah, someone. <laughs> <laughs> that was during the whole knife scene. She's yes. like, oh, that poor girl. Someone's he's screaming at her in her face, which he was. And so they throw <laughs> her They throw her in um, this um, solitary confinement. Oh, I love that she no, like, gets the guy's kneecap too. Oh, yeah. On the in. way out, she like clips him and like oh god it's so good yeah then a couple days later um three and a half days three and a half days they tell they tell Declan comes storming in and basically is ready to like kill someone like literally kill someone because he did not the know guy, they had which taken is, him. Not he didn't know where she name. was. He calls himself Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. But um, he Ass. he literally like starts beating the pulp out of him. Yeah. And like it takes like six men to pull Declan <laughs> off. And then he Grayson even goes screaming back at on. him. It's like stop, stop. Yes, like if you harmed a little, like, like a, if there's a bruise, bruise, like you're, you're dead. Exactly. You're, just, you're a fucking dead man. And I love how Thomas tells her like, um, she's as crazy as you are. <laughs> like she. And, and Declan's like, call her crazy. 
one more time. Like he is living. Oh, I love this scene. I love it so, so much. Okay. And so he takes her, he takes her away. And he, and I love how we have this moment with him and Grace. And when Grace is like walking him toward like to go get her, he's like, she'll never forgive me. She'll leave me, you know? And so then we switch to her point of view and like the head deputy director, whatever, is having a conversation with her. And he basically, cause they brought her out. She's like, yeah, they're like, she's we'll, like, they're cleaning we'll, we'll her, bring up. her. We'll bring her to you. Yeah. Just yeah. Chill. So they basically want to, um, you know, just like get her cleaned up, whatever, you know, we'll bring her. So, but that's not really what they're doing. So the head deputy big guy, not the guy that she knocked the kneecap out of, but the head head guy comes in and he's like, look, you know, you, um, you're very impressive and we would like you as an asset. And she's like, um, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not working for you. And that's when they spill it like, oh, well, your man, you think you, he works for us. He's, he's a government op- operative. Yeah. He is a spy. She's like, what? Declan is a spy. Like she can't believe it. But then everything she said, he says falls into place. And he's like, look, you're going to work for us, but you're um, also going to leave. Declan. You're going to leave Declan. That you're going to leave him because he cannot be – basically, he can't be controlled and he can't be distracted by you. And so he's like, and if you tell him, he we'll says know. Like, yeah. You're, we'll you're kill li- both of you. Your liability. He said, we'll, we'll kill, kill you him. and we will kill him. And if you tell him, we will know. Trust me. I have eyes everywhere. I have ears everywhere. So there's no like, way so – don't it. try to like, you know, slyly write him a note on a piece of paper because I'll see and I'll know. You know, so basically he's like, basically he's threatened, not just because at first he's threatening their family's life. He's like, no, I will kill you and I will kill him first, you know, because he know they all know that she's in love with him because she held out so long, you know, and so. Exactly. So he oh, takes her back so to the house, okay, and he just like bundles her up and in, into the room, and like Declan's, you know, all, all all the men are worried about and her, he's but like devastated because she's like because she looks like a ghost, whatever. She won't talk, and so he's just expecting like the worst from her, and she does start saying stuff, you know, saying like they threaten my dad, they threaten my sister, and you know, like you said you'd let me go if I asked. Yes, remember, remember, I asked that of you, and she also before she says that she misquotes something that she had yeah told from the before. Uh, art of war, and so now all of a sudden Declan's like on high alert being like that's not what she told me and then she gives a signal for enemy enemy listening because and he goes i fucking love her like she's (laughs) such a badass like oh she's so good like she's putting on a show and basically she was just like you know bring me bring me back to bring me home bring me home and he's like okay Okay, you know know, okay i'll bring you home and so he's like okay all right we got this we got this fucking got it right so he brings her to the airport he calls um he he scans his office for uh for any like wires and then he calls calls cage Cage. (laughs) and he's like like you got a deal okay and then um we get natalie natalie's point of view she's so excited to have her friend back and she thinks that sloan has been absolutely just like manhandled mistreated and when sloan walks in all drunk and everything like (laughs) she got wasted on the plane wasted on the plane (laughs) And I love how Sloane just like, how do you know if you're in love? Like, like she's, she's like, like, it's like, I feel center, like I've been okay. gouged in fire. And I've been like, this tells all. And Cage goes, it sounds to me like she's in love. <laughs> I love that yes. Cage is the one that recognizes those feelings of just like severe pain and pleasure wrapped up in one, you know? Exactly. It's so funny. And so, um, and this is where Natalie uh, tells Sloane that they are engaged. And yeah. she's like, oh my God, this is going to make the wedding so awkward because my plus one, y'all hate him. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's like, it's okay. We'll make it work now. Yeah. She's like, we'll make it work. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we have some so, like, good, like, it. catch up with them. She hasn't heard from Declan. She's dying. I think it's like a week that go, go yes. by or something she's, like it's that. It's dying. But all of a sudden, she's watching the news and she sees the news that the deputy the director, deputy director has suddenly found, dead. should have said he had a heart attack or something in his home. And it's the guy who was threatening her. Who, yeah. I love Declan. it. Declan killed Declan him. Declan killed that's what that I'm saying. He's a fucking gangster. He, he he's like he's like a triple fucking agent. Yes. He's like triple crossing everyone. At I have this to point. say, I really would love a story with Grayson, the handler guy. Yeah, he was like a cool cool guy. Like I would love to see him play like a role down the way. I don't know how. Long I don't know she's... in this series because I feel like every single one is a are, head of gangsters, gangster. right? You know, so maybe in a different monsters one. And stuff. Oh, come on, JT Geisinger, do a side one on the cops. The... So. So Cage tells Sloan, like, your man's coming to pick you up, you know? And uh, he also says, tell him I'd love to know how he came by the information he gave me. (laughs) And she's like, well, what what was the information that he gave you? And Cage is like, that the FBI has been compiling a file on me going back a dozen years with the goal of putting me in prison. He sent me everything, apparently. They were getting damn close. But somehow, all that information is gone now, wiped clean, like it never existed in the first place. And I love how he's so suspicious of... Of how <laughs> does Declan know this information type of thing? And, we, and he's like, well, how would you know? You know? He's like, well, I have my own guy inside. The, and so it's like Cage has his own. I love how they all have their covert contacts. All have it's their awesome. covert contacts. And so they meet together. And I love like the face off between Declan yes. and Cage. They're just like staring at each other. Yeah. But I also love how Nelly goes, ooh, those are some intense blue eyes. And Cage gets She's all like, what like what? what? Don't be looking at his eyes. Don't look at his eyes. <laughs> When he it. gets his girl and they get back on the plane and ah, uh, it's awesome. Beautiful and I love how reunion. she tells him she's like, all of me is yours. Like this yeah. is this is absolutely it. it. Okay. Then and then, then we have an epilogue. The final epilogue. Where Cage Holy shit. Cage goes down, 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 down into the basement, basement of the penthouse, then behind closed doors, then behind locked doors, then behind another door. And there he has a man in a cage. And he's like, let's talk, Diego. So it's, Diego's not fucking Diego dead. Is not dead. He is Cage's prisoner, and he is was the head of the Irish Mafia. So now, and he tells Diego, he's like, "I I understand that you're um, what does he say? I understand your friend and former second in command, Declan O'Donnell, is a spy, and I have a proposition for you. And that's how the book fucking ends. Ugh. And I'm like. What is going to happen? So Cage is going to like, th- this is not a truce between Cage and Declan. No. Like, what's happening, you know? We even find out because uh, when Cage and Stavi have a conversation, Stavi, he's like, he's like, well, I can't do anything, but I can stop you if you did something. Basically, he's like letting whoever wants to take a, a chance at him to go ahead. But this is like thrown. I cannot believe it. I was I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, what is going to happen now? Exactly. Like so. I have no idea. And then, so book three, Savage Hearts, um, the heroine is actually Sloane's little sister. Yeah, so right. Whenever, I, saw whenever that. I read the blurb, I was like, Sloane has a sister because it's really a throwaway. It line. is a throwaway. And this one, the only reason I knew it is when we read this one and I saw her name, I was like, wait a second. I think that's the same name of the girl in the blurb for the book three. Right, exactly. So, and then someone named Maxim, I think he's Russian, so I'm yes, not sure. I have no idea. Mi- Mikhail? No, no, no. Something with an M. It is. But I don't remember him if he was in Ruthless Creatures There was a Mikhail Antonov or something talked about in this one, but I don't think it's the same guy. I think it's a different guy. Well, 
I'm very fucking curious to oh, see. Oh, me too. I'm very curious to yes. see what, what's happening. I will be reading that in a hot second. Absolutely. Also, that cover. Yeah, it's fucking great. Okay. <laughs> All right, show showdown down. scene. You get to go showdown first. Scene. My favorite fucking scene is whenever Declan shows up at the plane with the rocket, <laughs> with the rocket launcher <laughs> to get back his fucking woman. I and he's like, it. get off the damn plane. Like, he was going to do the honorable thing, but also she's pissed about it. I love her righteous anger about it. Like, oh, you easily are going to let me go. Like, yes. do you even deserve to have me back? And he's like, I will do anything to possess you again. And I love <sighs> the manhandling. I yes. love the way that he just like this is it this that is fucking mine. it i tried to let you go once this is it this i know is fucking it. i knew that was gonna be yours it was mine too because i literally the first i remember scene. i remember yeah. reading this scene for the first mm-hmm. time and I, it was like i don't know two o'clock in the morning and i was just like i literally was so excited like i put my kindle down i was just like and he's gonna blow this shit to smithereens and shit, get off that plane i love it i love I the like, whole they're caveman. both so like unhinged and yes. i love it I and it just led it. the that's and mine was basically from caveman moment to the first sex scene because like the first sex scene it just lays the groundwork for how much he is willing to like go for her and just how much he cares about her and i just love it it's so awesome it's perfection this book is perfection i so just good. love it so fucking much okay well we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing lore olympus volume one thanks so much for listening this goes out to all the fan girls life's better with little h-e-a